Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. I am very thankful that we have as much of the story of Jesus as we do. I want to take just a few minutes this morning and look at some of the things that Jesus did and look at some of the story. To do that, I'll turn your attention to Matthew chapter number 8, beginning in verse number 1. I'll read four verses here. And when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and, a leper and worshipped him saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See, thou tell no man, but go thy way and show thyself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now leprosy was a terrible disease in the ancient world especially it still is in some places today but in the ancient world a leper had not any hope of getting better William Barclay wrote this concerning leprosy leprosy might begin with the loss of all sensation in some part of the body the nerve trunks are affected the muscles waste away. The tendons contract until the hands are like claws. There follows ulceration of the hands and feet. Then comes the progressive loss of fingers and toes. Sounds pretty hard, doesn't it? Until in the end, a whole hand or a whole foot may drop off. The duration of that kind of leprosy is anything from 20 to 30 years. It is a kind of terrible progressive death in which a man dies by inches. In the Middle Ages, if someone became a leper, the priest would don his stole and he would take his crucifix. He'd bring that person into the church and read the burial service over them. For all human purposes, that individual was dead. Now, under Jewish law, there were laws and customs, and according to the Jewish law, you had to keep at least six feet away from a leper. That was if the wind was still. I understand the wind blows a lot around here. I see. The wind was blowing toward a person from a leper. They had to keep 150 feet away. To the Jewish mindset, the only thing that was more defiling than contact with a leper was contact with a dead body. The condition of leprosy, we know really it's a type of sin that is contagious, it's debilitating, and it corrupts, and it makes you essentially dead while you're alive. But it's a very strong word picture, terrible fate to have leprosy in Jesus' day. Many of the Jewish teachers during that time especially despised lepers. They saw them as 
people that were under special judgment of God, deserving no pity or mercy. I just tell you these things about leprosy and a leper to make it easier for you to understand why Matthew wrote in verse number two, and behold, there came a leper and worshiped him. The word behold lets us know it was unexpected and it was probably unprecedented. Probably hadn't happened before. I thought about this story for a while and I realized that the leper came to Jesus all on his own. He had a lot of excuses not to come. He knew how terrible his problem was. It's hard to imagine a worse problem in that day and time than having leprosy. He knew that most everybody, in fact, all other people had probably given up on him as having a hopeless condition. There is no help for the leper. It came so clear to me in this narrative that Jesus really was the only one that would give him a chance at all. He didn't have anyone who was willing to take him to Jesus. I thought about it. Nobody invited him to church. Nobody said, hey, come along and go worship the master with me. He came all on his own. If he had inquired with the religious establishment, they would have told him, no, you can't worship. You're not clean. You're just too dirty to worship. You don't have any business getting close to him. You don't have any business worshiping him. You're simply too dirty. But I noticed that Jesus did not refuse his worship. Oh, so often we let too many things keep us from worshiping the master. Too many things keep us away from him. But Jesus will not refuse sincere worship. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. He will refuse his worship. And he won't refuse yours either. I don't know exactly what that leper did when he worshiped. Now, I'm Pentecostal from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. You didn't see it on on display this morning, but I like to shout. I like to dance. I like to run the aisle. I, I, I may not look much like I'm worshiping when I do that, but trust me, I'm pursuing worship. I want to worship the Lord. I want him to know I'm excited to be in his presence, but I don't know what the leper did. What his worship consisted of. I believe it was probably a little more sedate than that. But whatever it was, his worship was accepted and his worship drew no rebuke or refusal from Jesus. It let me know when I read that scripture that you don't have to be clean to worship him. I I, I speak as a fool this morning. There's only a a few people in the house that I know very well and all. And many of you I don't know hardly at all. Some of you I've seen a time or two. So I don't really know where you're at whether you consider yourself clean or not. but and, and I speak that metaphorically, obviously. I don't know whether you consider yourself worthy to worship Him or not. But let me just be the one to tell you this morning, no matter where you come from, no matter what's been going on in your life, no matter what is really hanging over you this morning, you are in a place where you can worship Him. You don't have to be clean to worship Him. 
You just have to want to be clean. Amen. Do not allow any error or sin that may have insinuated itself, insinuated itself into your life to keep you from worship. It's possible that there might even be some that would feel as spiritually unclean as that leper was. But if you're unclean today, why don't you worship him and ask him to make you clean? Because he will. Yes. I want you to notice that in verse 2, the leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Really, I don't think the leper had any doubt about the ability of Jesus to heal him. He had no doubt about the ability of Jesus to make him clean. His only question was if Jesus was willing. And in verse number 3, Jesus answered the question, Verse 3 says, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. All right. I love the things that Jesus did. I love the way he answered so simply, I will. He answered this man's question. But I also love the fact that it gives us a starting point for the times when we wonder if Jesus is willing to cleanse us or not. We wonder, have I gone too far this time? Have I allowed myself to get too dirty this time? Have I gone too far away from him this time? A good place for us to start when we feel like maybe I've gone a little too far is to understand his simple answer to that leper that day. I will. You want to be clean? You know what Jesus says? I'll make you clean. I'll take care of the problem. All you have to do is clean it to me. Touch him to heal him. He 
He could have spoken it. He didn't have to touch it. He could have, I don't know, passed the rolls. He could have gotten up some water. Any such thing as holy water? It is if it's in the hands of Jesus. He could have got some water and made it holy water. Put a little water on it. There was any number of ways he could have cleansed this leper, but he decided to touch it. Now the law stated that if you touched the leper, you became as unclean as the leper was. If you touched a dead body, you became as unclean as that dead body was. I, I've noticed in the story of Jesus, though, anytime he touched a dead body, he came back alive. <laughs> and, and, and whenever he touched this leper, this leper immediately was cleansed. You see, it was actually really against the ceremonial law to touch a leper. In fact, it was against the ceremonial law to get within six feet of a leper. You were already unclean before you ever touched him, but Jesus stepped right over that six-foot barrier and he walked right up and he put his hand on that man and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. It was as if Jesus didn't break the law that day. He actually fulfilled the law. The very instant he touched that leper, the leper was made clean. And I sat there and I thought about it and almost shouted a little bit in my office when I began to understand this because anything and anybody that Jesus touches will be made clean. And I wanted to get a little excited and I realized no matter how dirty I am, I can't make Jesus dirty. It don't matter how filthy my life has been. There's no way I can make Jesus filthy. It doesn't matter how messed up I am. There's no way I can mess Jesus up. The only thing that can happen in the presence of Jesus is those that are dirty are made clean. Those that are messed up get straightened up. Those that are filthy are cleansed and they're more like him. You'll never make him like you. He'll always make you like him. Don't you love that? I love it. You cannot. Make him dirty. Glory to God. No matter what you do. To always be made clean. With his grace. I think that's why the enemy fights so hard when a child of God commits an error. Dare I use that three letter word? But when a child of God sins, commits a sin, the enemy tries so hard to keep us out of the presence of the Lord. He tries to keep us from coming to church. If the leper had listened to the, the law that day, if he had listened to the religious establishment, he would have gotten nowhere close to Jesus Christ. He would not have ever gotten into the presence of the Lord. And that's the enemy's work, to keep you out of church. Oh, I might. Pastor Long, forgive me. I feel this so strongly this morning. No matter how messed up you are, no matter how many things you've done wrong in your life, do not allow the enemy to keep you out of the presence of the Lord. The very last thing you need to do after you've made a mistake or committed a sin is to stay away from church. The very first thing you need to do is get yourself to the house of the Lord. And if you have if you can get to get the prayer meeting on Sunday evening, and if there's not a prayer meeting, maybe call pastor and say, is there somebody that unlocked the door? Uh, I know God can, can forgive you wherever you are, but there's something about being in the house of the Lord. Don't allow the enemy to keep you.
you away from the presence of the Lord because it is the presence of the Lord that makes the difference every single time. And that's just, that's just one of the things that Jesus did. He healed people. I, I, don't, want, I don't want to overlook the fact he healed that man. He made him clean. But I think it reaches something in my heart far deeper. Yes. Is that he touched him in order to heal him. And I realize that Jesus would touch people nobody else would touch. Yeah. His touch always brings a difference. church with something that you you don't even want to talk about to anybody else. But you need to talk to Jesus about it. You need to bring it to him. Shame falls away. Yeah. When you come 
to the office. He said, well, it's just the front of the building. Well, something to me that's just magnificent about God pulling on your heart. And in the best way you know how, get a little closer. So is there more God here than there is back there? No, not really. But it's just, I come to the altar and it's my way to say, God, I need you. I, I really, I really need you. And I, I'll just be the first one. I, I know I'm the guest preacher this morning. And I got a, so many sermons I could preach this morning, Pastor. I, I told Ryan and Janelle, I said, it's not a question of what I should preach. It's a question of how I narrow it down. And I began to pray, God, what would you have me say to your church? What could I possibly say that would be a benefit to them? They've got, they've got the best pastor that's helpful. They've got tremendous teaching here. I heard some of it this morning that Bible lesson we heard the adult class. That's as good a teaching as you'll hear anywhere. It's a beautiful facility. There's people that love one another. There's a community of faith here. Here I am from Louisiana. What do I have to, to bring? It's almost as if the Lord said, just bring the drink. I'll take care of it. So I know you you've already come to him just by showing up this morning. So if you would allow me to take the liberty, just invite you to come a little closer to me. The man that was teaching the adult class this morning, you hear that? What's his name? Brother Ali. He said, the closer I get to him, the closer I want to get. And I have my experience as well. So let me invite you this morning to just come closer. And there's no admission of guilt other than the fact that we're all part of the human family. And humans have need of God. And there's so much he wants to do for us in this place. If he would go out of his way to touch someone as unclean as that, how much more would he just wrap his arms around us and do wonderful things in our lives? We reach out to him. You don't have to say it out loud, but I will tell you, you can take liberty with him and tell him exactly what you need. If it's the Holy Ghost that you need, I believe I would be telling the Lord, I want the Holy Ghost. If it's forgiveness that you need, you're going to receive it. If it's the Holy Ghost that you want, you're going to receive it. Whatever you have need of, is there anyone that needs healing in the house? Go ahead and tell the Lord, I need healing. Because where we always start with him, it's a yes answer. I will. I will. Let's reach out to the Lord.
if we can, if we're faithful, as if we sometimes messages like this, you just gotta show up. You just show up. Amen. And the Lord reaches out. What a great presence of the Lord. A day to remember. Little Finn, you will remember this day. <laughs> Amen. We appreciate you very much. And uh, like also, uh, Brother Jackie, good to have you and your lovely wife with us here. Amen. Always good. He's kind of a, he's kind of a in between. You know? He's not here all the time, but uh, he's here a good part of the time. We appreciate him very much. All right, do remember. This coming Wednesday, Brother Smith will be ministering again. So uh, I know that uh, everybody will show up and we'll have a great time. We do have prayer meeting at 5.30 this Saturday, 5.30 to 6.30, if you can come. Amen. And remember to pray one for another. Amen. Amen. Remember to pray one for another. Would you just lift your heart one more time? Amen. Heavenly Father, we do appreciate all that you have done here Truly, God, it has been a day that you have reached out and touched God. You have touched this Lord in a very deep place. We're thankful for that, that you are willing, Lord, to accept us. And in touching us, Lord, not only do you make us clean, but you give us a hunger, God, to change and to become more like you, Lord. Hallelujah. We're thankful, Lord, for your word, your presence here today. We're thankful for your people, Lord. Amen. And we pray, God, that you would continue. Lead us and guide us, Lord. And allow us to be a light, oh God, to those around us, especially in this day. Hallelujah. And we promise we will give you praise always. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. Make sure you greet our pastor today. Make sure you get the right to Don't forget to. Amen. God bless you.